honestly, I don't remember exactly how I found your Facebook group, but um, I found it. I think it was while I was in the process of making a learning book for our band. Um, I was just looking for like, you know, what are, what are other people doing? You know, what are some good learning strategies? I often have private students too, and I, I, I often feel a little self-conscious about the fact that like, there are other teaching methods that I'm finding all the time that are like better or things I never thought of, you know? And so I'm always looking for tricks and stuff like mm -hmm. that, you know, but, um, but before we dive sure. into what your Facebook group is, I'm curious about you. Give me a little, a little biopic. Where did you grow up and, uh, when did you first hear bagpipes and stuff like that? Sure. Well, I grew up in, uh, a, a suburb of Phoenix, Arizona called Glendale. It's on the West side of Phoenix. And, our family joined a local uh, bagpipe band that was f started by a friend of ours. And so my dad picked up the bagpipes. I did the side drums. Uh, my one brother did the tenor drum. The other brother did the bass drum. And my brother-in-law, who had spent a couple of years in Scotland, went. Uh, he was the other side drummer and then the drum major. So was um, your dad, family making up the bulk of the band? Is, we were a significant part of it. Yeah. I think there were probably about 30 of us, and we were four, five, because my sister danced too. So we were, yeah, we were a significant part of it. So my dad, and this is like 1968, mm -hmm. my dad got a mail order catalog for Army Surplus from the UK and bought a set of bagpipes oh, from army and, surplus wow that's that's awesome yep and it's kind of interesting because they are very old um they're marked with the 91st regiment and i did the history on it and the 91st regiment and the 93rd regiment merged in 1880 to become the argyle and sutherland regiment and so these We've got elephant ivory on them and they're cocos wood and uh, they were made before 1880. That's amazing. So, so, so you have your dad's uh, pipes now? Yeah. And do you keep them under yes, glass or yes. do you get them out and play them? Cause that, I mean, that's an old set. That's uh, pretty cool. Uh, um, no, I, I, I attempt to play them. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. That's all the more but, any of uh, us do, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, circumstances changed and we left the band in the early seventies, but as a scrawny little 10 year old side drummer, I always wanted to, when I grow up, I'm going to play the bagpipes, but as priorities changed, it kind of faded. And, uh, I think the last time I heard my dad play the bagpipes was in the mid 1980s. Fast forward, uh, my dad passed away in 2012 and in 2015 my daughter was getting married and she had always wanted to have a Scottish themed wedding. The fact that uh, the young man that she was marrying's last name was Irvine which is Scottish um, kind of worked into the whole thing. Yeah, so we were Maybe not a deciding factor I'm sure wedding. he was a great guy otherwise but works out right? Oh yeah I, I that, that had that was purely happy coincidence. Yeah. So I'm talking with my family about preparation for it, getting kilts and everything. And uh, my oldest sister said, well, do you want dad's Scottish stuff? 
And I went, uh, yeah. So she sent me it, and I opened it up, and there's his Glengarry, and there's his horsehair sporin, and his skein do, and all these little bits and pieces of his bagpipes. And I'm going like, oh my gosh, we still have these? Because I, I thought they were long gone. Hey, and I, so I don't want to mess up the I, had, I don't want to mess up the magic of this moment in the story because I don't doubt that was awesome to open that up and find the treasure, you know. But I am curious, how did that yeah. horsehair sporin smell? It was okay. Was it? That's good to hear because I mean, I've had, I've had some terrible experiences with the smells of horsehair sporins my, myself. So I'm glad to hear that it wasn't too bad. <laughs> well, let's put it this way: it had been stored in Arizona for. 40 years and uh it was dry so it, it just, was all dried it out yeah have any yeah matter of fact i had to steam it to get it straightened out gotcha but okay yeah anyway better, better than hanging up in florida for 40 years <laughs> where the white part turns green yeah exactly <laughs> yep. yeah so all of a sudden i had my dad's bagpipes and i'm going like wow this is a I can actually fulfill this dream of mine. Now, they were in pretty sad condition, as you can imagine, sitting in a box for yeah, 40 sure. years. But, um, so I started looking at them and there were some parts that needed to be replaced. And uh, the middle section of the bass drone was missing. So I went, oh, okay, well, I'll have to pay some money to get that fixed. And, uh, so I got them restored about 600 bucks to get a new bag and the various replacements, but got them back to plain condition. Awesome. And in the meantime, I'm going like, I don't know how to play the bagpipes. So I got to get myself a chander. And so I looked around and found that, uh, the best one that I determined was Dunbar extra long chander out of, uh, polypento mm -hmm. the plastic yeah. and so i bought that and i'm going okay my next problem is i don't read music i mean i'd taken piano lessons as a child but i didn't remember anything and so i'm looking at uh downloaded sheet music like for amazing grace obvious first choice and i'm going like trying to memorize the notes and the positions and going like uh so i did what every other bagpipe student will, whether they'll admit it or not, started writing the letter names underneath the notes. Yeah. And that helped some. But, and then I got a, uh, <clears throat> a tutor, member of the uh, Utah Pipe Band in Sandy, um, and he was telling me how to do things. And he was, he's excellent, but, um, <clears throat> I was intimidated by four lines of music and I'm going like, how am I going to memorize it? And he says, well, see this block of notes here. Yeah. See over here. It's the same block of notes. Mm. And I said, oh, there's sections to repeat. Cool. And so I took a highlighter pen and marked those different colors to match them up. You made it feel less daunting, so right? That's how I started. Yes, it did. It's like, oh, if I can remember this little block, all I have to do is play it again here and here. That's a, so it's a good it strategy. I mean, well. there are some tunes out there that you really are only learning four measures of music. 
It just gets redone <laughs> like 12 times. Yep. <clears throat> uh-huh. That's true. So, doing it by hand was messy, time-consuming, and I had to have it printed out. So, I thought, there's got to be a better way. And so, I went, okay, well, if I take the PDF or J- JPEG of the sheet music and I cut and paste each line of music, I can put it into a Word document and then I can type in the note names and then I can do highlighting to do the color blocks. And so uh-huh. I did that for, oh, you know, Skyboat Song and my dad's favorite, Morag of Dunvegan and Scott and the Brave and all these, you know, half done or so. And it was helping me. Well, I was also a member of an online uh, group for uh, bagpipe tutoring called uh, Bagpipe Master. Oh, sure, yeah. By a gentleman by the name Josh Anderson. Yeah, and let me just say, uh, they've got some of the coolest t-shirts in the world on, I think they have them on Cafe Press. Really cool t-shirts. Lots of cool, like, skull motifs and stuff. I really like that stuff. Yep. And uh, I've actually had the opportunity to meet Josh because he lives here uh, in Utah. And we met at the Scottish Festival in Salt Lake and got to meet his wife and kids. And he's a really super great guy. Oh, yeah. And yeah, actually, from what I understand, it might actually be his wife who designs all the awesome T-shirts. So really, all praise goes to her. Oh, yes. Yes, she does. She, She is amazing. And they've done some videos where she did the singing. And she's got a beautiful voice. Yeah. And, and I'm so, sure he's yeah, a great guy cool. himself, too. But maybe most of the, you know, oh, a, yes. a lot of the stuff that's admirable, admirable about his product might actually be more the work of his wife than him. He just plays the pipes, right? <laughs> they're, they're a great team. They're yeah. a great team. Super <laughs> yeah. nice people. But, so, I asked Josh... Say, would it be all right if I post this? These, these have helped me. Can they? Maybe they'll help someone else. And of course, Josh says, "Great, anything to help people learn how to play." And so I posted it on the Facebook page for Bagpipe Master and got a positive response to it because there are other people who are just learning. And then I started getting requests. Well, do you have this? Do you have that? And it's like, okay. So I started finding sheet music and doing this thing in word it was kind of time consuming i mean i was taking an hour and a half to two hours depending on the length of the tune to create these word documents and then i'd save them as pdfs Mm -hmm. and post it so i got a couple of dozen tunes and i got thinking i wonder if there might be other groups of bagpipe players on facebook that might appreciate this so I went to this other one that will remain nameless, and you'll understand why. Um, and I posted them, and the response was not positive. I got, nail at it. That's not how it's done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's only nine notes. How, how, how could it be? Yeah, I'd wrap yeah. the knuckles of any student if they did that. You know, I'm going, okay, this obviously is not the right venue for it. Yeah. So then I went, well, why don't I create my own venue? And that's when I created the Newbies Annotated Pipe Sheet Music Group. Yeah, which is I now... Thought, yeah, if I could have, you know... No, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Yeah, tell me. Go ahead. 
I was just gonna say you got you got about you got about two thousand. It's I'm sorry, man. It's our delay. We've got a delay going on, and so we keep interrupting each other. I'm sorry about that. No problem. (laughs) You go on. You go on. No problem. But yeah, I so I made that, and I thought, yeah, I can post these up so people can have them. I thought, you know, if I had like thirty to fifty followers, that'd be fantastic. So I set it up in August of two thousand seventeen. And I got 65 people the very first day. Absolutely blew me away. Yeah. And it just kept on growing and growing. And I kept on getting requests. And so I looked up from some reliable sources, what are the best beginner tunes? And so I started annotating those and posting those. And it just kept on growing and growing. And then the real breakthrough was I got contacted by a gentleman out of Scotland by the name of Kirk Potter. And he had this software online that was um, for writing sheet music for bagpipes specifically. And it was called Bagpipe Writer. Oh, yeah, sure. Kirk approached me and said, he said, "Um, would it be all right with you if we made an arrangement where... I can give you a subscription to my software and you allow me to advertise on your group. And I said, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, and it, Kurt was absolutely amazing because he would customize his software to accommodate what I was asking for. Like, can you have the, font this size and this particular font and can you change this um can we add in notation for the embellishments not just the note names Mm, but what is the name of the embellishment and so he did all that and he was fantastic he accommodated every request that i made it was unbelievable and so i went from having to annotate a sheet of music from an hour and a half to two hours well if I had the BWW file for it I could annotate the thing in like five to ten minutes now ah, you're getting it down to a science huh? because all I have to do is dump it the BWW file in there and boom and I was able to customize the settings so it would automatically annotate it just the way I want it the only thing I had to do is go in and identify blocks and manually identify blocks of repeats to color code them. Yeah. And so it was a piece of cake process. Well, that really revolutionized the whole thing. Because then I could just do this. And I went from having a couple of dozen tunes to currently I've got, oh, somewhere close to 300 tunes yeah i was going to ask you about that i was and looking at the facebook requests. group and i was i was looking down the documents and just trying to count them i was like i don't i don't think i can count these in time for the episode so i was wondering how many you had on there no well um about 300 and i do requests and the thing it is is i have some requests for some tunes that i cannot find and i go to my sources and I have a huge library of BWW files, thousands of them. Plus, I can go to uh, Pipe Tunes and find it. And I, you know, but there's some tunes where it's like, sorry, 
can't help you. Yeah. Can't find anything. Yeah. And, and but there are members who will say, "Oh, I got that," and they'll post it, and then I can take a screenshot of it and then manually put it into. Uh, and oh, the bagpipe writer software. Once Kurt had it, uh, you know, to his satisfaction, perfected. Uh, he changed the name to Assembly, and so that's what it is now: is Assembly, not Bagpipe Writer. But it's an absolutely fantastic program, and I can input manually the tune relatively quickly. I mean, it might take me twenty to thirty minutes to manually put it in if I don't have a BWW file. Yeah. So. I, yeah, I've been able to collect all these, but there it's, I had to kind of draw the line um, because there are some tunes that I'm just looking at and going like, uh, this is not a beginner's tune. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, that makes sense. Like, I, like if you're so looking at it and going like, uh, does the person who needs this annotated really ready to play it anyway? <laughs> exactly. And so I look at it going like, uh, I mean, I'm pretty willing to do most tunes, but there are a few of them. Thunderstruck being a perfect example. It's like I'm not annotating that. Yeah, you need to you need to come <laughs> up with some new that, stuff for the accidentals and stuff too to stick in there. <laughs> it's like yeah, and then there are other requests for tunes that are not bagpipe tunes, and I say if you can find it for me, great. And I've had a few where they gave it to me, and my mother-in-law is a phenomenal piano organ player, and she taught me how to transpose music. Yeah. And so I was able to take some tunes and transpose them. Now, there are, of course, limitations, and if I could just take it and shift it up or down to get it in the range, that's easy. And then I can just add in embellishments as I see fit. But, you know, obviously there's some tunes that are way out of range. And I'll just gotta go, uh, I'll pass on that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I am I'm very rudimentary on my transposing skills. So. Well, and but, aside from that, there are some songs that just you can't quite get them to work on bagpipes. I've, I've, I've certainly had a few, uh, a few like re- requests for funerals and stuff like that. That I'm, it's like, well, look, I want to do what you want, but I don't think you want this. I really, it's not going to sound good. Be careful what you ask for. Yeah, yeah. And sadly, the Star Spangled Banner is one of those tunes. Oft requested, but just doesn't work. Well, yeah. Oft requested, but. You cringe when you, you hear it. Yeah. Like, ah. yeah. Oh, Canada is the same thing. The Canadian national anthem uh, does not play well. Yeah. And so, but I have a very libertarian approach to it. You don't tell me what to play. I won't tell you what to play. Nah, sure. So yeah. So if I can, if I could, if I can transpose it, or if I can provide it. I'm not going to tell somebody whether they should or shouldn't play it. Yeah, you can leave that up to them. I, I yeah. joke. Yes. Of course, I've, I've joked because I'm not a very good pipe player. I will fully admit that. Um, I've said my most requested song, but I can't seem to find it, is, can you play anywhere but here? I, go, <laughs> I don't know that tune. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hope the, Eric, the other I, one I is, hope Eric Avenhouse is listening right now. That's a great. That would be a great tune name. 
Oh, yes. And, uh, of course, there is the tune that's actually a tune, Over the Hills and Far Away. Uh, yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> I said that's the, the Scottish social distancing anthem. Yeah. That's but, great. Uh, so, anyway, um, I have done this, and I've had people say, oh, you should print a book and stuff like this. And I'm going like, you know, I'm not in this for monetary gain. I'm doing this purely out of love of bagpipe music. And also, I stumbled upon, cobbled together this that works and with, uh, you know, Kurt Potter's software made it possible to do all these tunes. I have no interest in printing it out. I will give it away for free happily. If somebody can benefit from what I've done to help them. And I've had some great responses. The one that's my absolute favorite was a gentleman who said, I'm 70 years old. I am dyslexic. I've always wanted to play the bagpipes and I can't read music. Mm. And I was going to give up on it until I found McNewbies. And because of what you've done in McNewbies, I can learn music. I can do it. Yeah. Thank you. And I'm going like, oh, you just made my day, my week, my year. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, you know, being able to help somebody else play, it makes it all worth it. Yeah. Um, so what what do you think is here's the thing the 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 method is like you you have put together a great method to help people learn how to play music and um it's not it doesn't exist in a vacuum this is the highlighting sections thing is something that comes up in you know other people have also found this it's definitely a legit system i mean oh yeah stephanie burns has written books about learning bagpipe music with plenty of science behind them you know and highlighting sections is one of the things that she advocates so there's definitely aside from like direct feedback from people who use it who say this is helping me to learn my music so what do you think is behind the sort of kickback that we might say traditional the, the traditionalists might like not want <laughs> this like what why do you think that is what what do you think is the the fight against it oh that that's easy because they spelled it out to me oh okay saying, so you oh, know <laughs> this is oh yes <laughs> you know very well <laughs> um yes I've had people who have argued this is terrible because it's a crutch and they'll never learn how to read music and they'll never be able to play without hmm. this annotation. And I'm going like, no, no bagpiper ever performs with sheet music in front of them. Right. Ever. You practice with it, but you never perform with it. It's got to be muscle memory in your hands and in your brain. How it gets into your brain is up to the individual. And for example, with me, I couldn't read music. I did this enough times as you can imagine. I don't need to, the annotation anymore. Yeah. I can read music. I didn't try to learn. It just, it came naturally. I refer to what I've got as bagpipe training wheels. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Get, so you can get to a point where you don't need them anymore, and then you take them off. But if you tried to learn how to ride a bike without the training wheels, you're going to get skin, knees, and elbows a lot. Yeah, yeah. And so this is purely a method. I'm not saying it's a better method. It's merely an alternative. Sure, yeah. It's not and like you're trying to my, remove all my other goal methods. would be, it, 
Oh, no, no. I don't say this is superior. It's just another method. And the way I look at it is I would be thrilled if every person who's ever used McNubies eventually didn't need it anymore. Sure, yeah. That would be mission accomplished. You know, so, it's 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 funny to me because, yeah. like, I, I do appreciate, like, the value of preserving traditional methods and stuff. There is a beauty to that, and it is valuable, you know. You don't want to throw that oh, out yeah. because it's it's been around for a long time, and there's a reason for that. But I can't help think about, and I don't know if it's, like, a real quote that can actually be attributed to him. And I can't remember if it's attributed to Plato or Aristotle, but one of these early greats uh, in philosophy and storytelling who, who had this opinion that um, reading and writing were going to rot people's brains. Like, it was just the worst possible thing, this, this technology of reading and writing, because if you weren't memorizing, right, if you didn't have these strategies for memorizing, you know, these sonnets or, you know, these long stories and stuff, these different methods, you know, memory palaces and stuff in your brain, then you're going to fall apart. And so don't you go learning how to read. You know, it's no good. And I can't help but think, like, then would we not have seen a similar shift from like the oral method of teaching bagpipes, the cant rock, right, to when written music became a readily available technology? Would there not have been many traditionalists who would learn a certain way who said, don't learn to play from sheet music. You got to learn from cant rock. Now, don't get me wrong. I want to learn to sing cant rock. I'm yep. all about it, you know, so let's preserve the tradition. But at the same time, why not use these tools that are available to us? And so then now we have the traditionals who say standard written music is the traditional way to do it. Don't go changing it. And it's like, Man, it's just, it's like, what's wrong with, you know, training wheels, as you say, you know, it, it, if it gives a person a more smooth path, it removes barriers for some people, like the one guy you mentioned, you know, who otherwise might not be able to attack this in any way. Well, it's nothing but good. Right. Well, that's the way I look at it, is if it can help somebody so that they can play better or that they can play at all, it's worth it Yeah. to me. Yeah. I just, you know, you know, and I have said it before and I'll say it again. I'm not very good at playing the bagpipes. I will not play for anyone. <laughs> not for any amount and of money either. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I, there's the old saying is that those that can do and those that can't teach, well, my corollary to that is those who can't do or teach annotate <laughs> that's wonderful <laughs> i like that you know and it, it's so. a very true thing that sometimes sometimes the best pipers in the world are also great teachers but not always often some of the best players and this is no. applicable to anything the people who are best at it aren't necessarily equipped to be a good teacher and sometimes the best teachers aren't the best at the thing they're teaching and that's just kind of the way it works it's kind of separate skill sets so there's crossover and oh yeah and so to to admit and insert here's a third one those who can't do either is to annotate that's a you got a beautiful attitude about it dan i admire that <laughs> yeah thank you well it kind of reminds me what you're saying about knowing a subject and being able to teach a subject reminds me of in college i was taking an algebra class and the professor was had been doing it for as long as algebra had been invented as yeah. far as I was concerned. <laughs> yeah. And and he had gotten very impatient with students. And so we'd come into class and the first thing we'd do is go over homework. And someone would ask the question. And invariably his response was he would shrug his shoulders, sigh, roll his eyes and say, obviously, and then he'd go to the board 
and write out the answer. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I wanted to say, excuse, excuse me, sir, it may be obvious to you because you've been doing it since it was invented, but it's not, nothing's obvious to us because we're new to the subject. Yeah, yeah. He had forgotten what it was like to be new to the subject. Yeah. And that's why he was not a good teacher because he had no compassion, no empathy for someone who none of this was obvious. Yeah. Yeah, when you're like so, an expert yeah, in a field, I, you start kind of being like, why don't you just get it? Here, here's how you do it. Do it. Yeah, exactly. And the best teachers are the ones who remember vividly what it was like to be in the position that the students are in. Yeah. Then they can sympathize, empathize, and remember the struggles that they had. Or if they're really good and they didn't have struggles, they can still be able to be supportive of people that are, it's new to them. Yeah. And bagpipes, you know, they say, oh, it's only nine notes. How hard can it be? It says, yeah, it's only nine notes, but it's the toughest nine notes in all of music. Yeah, that's the truth, especially throwing all those embellishments, man. <laughs> it's it real complicated. Then you oh, start geez. blowing up the bag. Yeah, yeah it's another layer. Yeah, not, not to pat myself on the back exactly. or anything, but I, I often, when I have students who are transitioning to bagpipes, or even when they're first getting started on the chanter, just to kind of remind myself what parts of this are hard, I'll just put my bagpipes on the wrong shoulder and just try to play that way and see what it feels like. <laughs> or I'll switch, you know, which hand is the top hand on my chanter and then play through the exercise and be like, oh, okay, oh, I see how this part would be really hard, so I'll help the student at that part. I would imagine that in a similar way, you could take unannotated un sheet music and just turn it around upside down. Now try to read it upside down and see why annotation would oh, make such a go. huge difference. Just to get started. I mean, yeah, honestly, like if, if the point. criticism is this is a crutch, that's actually probably accurate. It's trench wheels, it's crutch, but it's a crutch with of eventually walking without, walking without it, as you say, you know, eventually not needing it. Yep. And if the traditional work methods work for you, great. Not intended for for people who have, people have no problem with the tradition. The tradition purely for the people, people who yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, I want them to be able to. I, want to, I don't want it to be loose group. The only way that you can do it is if you do it this way. Say so, an alternate method, and if it works for you, great. great. And if it doesn't. Find something else that does. Yeah. If you know my method, I'm not offended. Yeah, you consider the creation of things like the violin, the guitar, piano, and how many learning methods there are, and then you consider how to find a piper in the world by comparison. Like, are, are we are we keeping people out who otherwise would be coming into the art if we're you know insist on one say to learn and to do it? Oh yeah, I'm sure people are because don't don't have that. And I've known some people who some people who have transition from your other musical elements i come to bagpipe huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> because for example a is typically in the classic stuff 40 hertz right and bagpipe it's uh quite not quite the and not quite anything really it's whatever whatever, whatever, whatever your presentation yeah. says it yeah. is today yeah. oh, it's 472 it's 48 you know and then whatever the sun so decides to do it during the day. <laughs> Very true. It's it's a, a, a unique instrument. Um, well, and I'm, 
that's what part of the appeal to it, as far as I'm concerned. That's true. Absolutely. I agree with you. I agree with you. To what degree has this practice of receiving requests and annotating music sort of opened your eyes to um, bagpipe music that you never would have otherwise encountered? Well, it has, I mean, there's the non-traditional stuff that is always interesting. Um, and some of it translates very easily. And there's other that flat out, I, tr I try it try you know give it my best effort and when i listen to it playing back on uh you know assembly i'm going like oh, that's terrible mm -hmm. and so i have to come back and say hey i tried but did not come out good um sorry yeah um, and then there's all the other uh styles and uh, that are more challenging um pbrook oh, i am <clears throat> I'm sure people will boo and hiss at me, but I'm not a fan of Peabrook. <laughs> it's understandable. If we're, I uh, think that if anyone is honest, I don't know if anybody loved Peabrook the first time they heard it. I think it takes some it takes some time and work to get to where you can love Peabrook. It is. It is. Yeah. And the the tunes that I like best are almost all slow marches. I mean, there are a few that are the quick marches that are really good. Black Bear is a favorite. Um, but jigs and reels, um, they're not my style. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if somebody loves them, more power to them. And, and if I can annotate it, I'll annotate it for them. Like I said before, I won't tell you what to play. Yeah. And so I, I do it if I can. Now, just so to make absolutely sure that, it, I, and I'll put the link sure. into the show notes, but I want to make absolutely sure everybody understands this is uh -huh. a Facebook group called McNewbies. Yes. Annotated sheet, uh, annotated yep. bagpipe music, annotated, no, McNewbies Piper annotated sheet music. That is correct. And, and I will put a link in the show notes. So if anybody wants to go over there and check it out, you are pushing Sounds the threshold good. of 2,000 members there. So. Well, I'm looking at it right now, and I don't have a current member request, but the growth as of, let's see, come on, come on. As of the 26th, it was 1,981. Awesome. That's so, amazing. So, yeah, we'll so from your we'll lofty goal of having 50 or 60 uh, <laughs> followers, you've uh, definitely <laughs> blown that one out of the water. <laughs> Yes, yes, it, and I, I'm just amazed that it's been so well received, and it's interesting because I was thinking that I would get people in the United States, Canada, you know, the UK, but I've got people from all over the world that are members. Uh, there's a quite a significant part of them that are from. Germany and Belgium, uh, Australia and New Zealand. Th those aren't too, so surprising, but uh, yeah, I've I've got them from the Ukraine and Russia, and I'm I'm just blown away by how widespread it's been and how well it's been received, and I'm very happy about that because if it can help other people, that's what it's all about for me. Yeah, well, it's proof of concept, the fact that it's that it's uh, popular. People are looking for it. People need it. They grab onto it when they find it. 
Um, I, and, I, and I don't mean to turn the, to mess things up chronologically, but I'm kind of curious, you know, when you were younger playing side drum, um, was most of your family playing there at band practice and band events or, you know, was your dad pop out the the pipes and you get out the drum at home in the, in the evenings and bug your neighbors and oh, stuff? Yeah. yeah. It's oh, just, yeah. it's kind um, of a, it's kind of a dream of we, mine we, that as my kids get older, they'll all also play drums and pipes and that we'll have a tiny family pipe band in the backyard. There you go. Um, yeah, my dad would put his earmuffs on, I'd put my earmuffs on, and we'd be in the family room, and he would help me practice. And, you know, I was young, I, I think when I was, when we started, I was like nine, almost ten. Little scrawny kid, I mean, the, the drum almost threw me off balance yeah did they i'm not trying to say that you're old or anything but did they have junior drums at the time because they have junior size drums now that you can get but i don't know if that's a recent invention or not no i have no idea but i'll tell you the you didn't uh, have one that's what really matters right (laughs) no The, the the support system that i see on modern drums for holding the drums is so much better than the uh wide white uh strap that yeah over my shoulder <laughs> you that, had the sling oh it oh, was man. terrible yeah yeah the, the sling is what we had and if you were marching and not playing you grab the drum and put it sideways uh to your side to march right hence and side that drum, was right. awkward too yeah yep and uh yeah it was it was a challenge for a little kid like me at that time but uh, no, we yeah we would we would practice um, once a week at the friend's house and yeah that was uh, a bit of a challenge because the guy who started the band had been a drummer and he was probably in his mid forties and he decided to pick up the drums problem was. He had hearing aids because he was profoundly deaf. Oh, I see. And <laughs> good, good match and, for a pipe uh, band. Uh, yeah, I, I have to admit that uh, I didn't appreciate bagpipe music until I heard real bagpipe music being played elsewhere. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. When, 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 when he would play, it was like the jokes about grabbing a cat by the tail yeah <laughs> and swinging around over your head is the it, personification it was, it was of terrible. that yeah but uh no it was it was a great experience i mean we we marched in uh some of the small arizona towns uh fourth of july parades and stuff like that and we would perform at various uh groups functions and stuff and yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, but yeah, it it wasn't easy being a little scrawny kid carrying around the the side drum. Yeah, but well, have you it ever was a um, great experience? No, oh, go ahead. Sorry, we keep interrupting. So it's it's that uh, delay. It, sorry, it, it was a great. It was no, it was and it was a great bonding experience for our family. Yeah, I don't doubt it. And now you're in Utah. There are a few good bands around. Have you been tempted to lift some sticks or even take oh, your yeah. pipes out and go play with a band? Well, actually, um, when I very first 
got into it, I kind of did my own little uh, survey of bands. And I went to Salt Lake Scots, and I went to Wasatch and District, and they're really good bands, but I just kind of felt like this wasn't a good fit for me. But yeah, you I know, you know, I just, I, I don't want to, I don't want to cut you off. I want you to keep going with that, but I do want to insert just no. to make sure it's clear of what you're saying and what a lot of other people have said in interviews. Like, it's not, it's nothing personal. Like, there is a certain quality to any band that, like, you can just kind of feel like, oh, this one fits for me, this one doesn't quite fit for me, and it doesn't mean it's a bad band. It just means like, yeah, it's just like a, a fit oh, thing. Oh. Well, the way I've kind of viewed it is there are two different styles of pipe bands. There is the military style, which is understandable because so many pipe bands in the UK are regimental bands. And yeah, so it's largely born from a military, military tradition. Yeah. Style to them. Yeah. And, and that has fun. I have a great deal of respect for uh, military. My dad was a paratrooper in World War II. Um, so there's nothing wrong with that. And that is a good style for, it's been emulated for worldwide for centuries and it works. But then there's another style of band that I refer to as a clan band. It's more family oriented. And so when I dealt with in going to practices, to kind of check them out, I felt that these other bands were more military style, and that works well for them. They're great bands. I have a lot of respect for them. But when I went to Utah Pipe Band down in uh, Sandy, it had more of the clan band, family band, and quite literally, there are several families that comprise the comprise the core of it. Uh, the Barclays. Yeah, the Barclays, um, of course. It was founded, yeah, and they're and they're great people, and they were very welcoming. What are and, what are they like? The third generation um, of Barclays now running that band. They've been, they've been yes, they've been over there for um, yeah, they've been well established. Nineteen thirty-seven was when they were established. But yeah, that's an they, awesome heritage. They are just, they were a great group, and with the several families that have multiple members in it, um, it felt very much like what I had experienced when I was younger. And I went, oh, this is this is more like it for me. Yeah, that's the fit and, you were looking for. Yeah, and so I attended and got to know people. Um, my instructor was a young man who was an amazing piper, and he was in high school, and he said, Hey, you want to learn how to play? I want to learn how to teach. How about we get together? I won't charge you anything, and I'll teach you how to play, and I'll learn how to teach. And we became good friends, and he was an excellent instructor and really helped me a lot. I, it, it's a, and I'm still really good friends with an awful lot of members of the Utah Pipe Band. Yeah. Um, I moved recently up to Centerville 
and I found out that the Wasatch and District Band uh, is kind of centered in uh, Bountiful. Yeah, that's right. And so, I've though gone, they do have practice locations all over, just because they're so big. But yeah, yeah, Bountiful's kind of the hot spot. Well, yeah, but they, they during the warm weather they will practice uh, in Bountiful Park. Yeah. And so I've gone over there a couple of times. I met some people, and when the weather warms up, I'd like to go over there and uh, visit with them some more. But yeah. They're they're a great band as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, we there's um, there's one small band up at Utah State and Logan. Uh, there's right. Wasatch and District, Salt Lake Scots, Utah Pipe Band, and then Garden. Yeah, Garden Valley and uh, and what is now Garden, Gar- Valley. Garden Valley Pipe Band, and Garden. then the, um, what used to be what used to be the Mountain Tipinogos Pipe Band is now the Thomas Cordner Memorial Pipe Band, um, and then White Peaks, of course. Oh, okay. White Peaks, that's the other one that I was... Oh, and actually Ben Lomond. Yeah. I think Ben Lomond might have gone from being in a high school band to a community band uh, in the last few years. I'm not totally oh, okay. positive about that, though. And then, of course, there's Payson High School Pipe Band as well. I think that's all the band. Oh, yeah. I think that's all of them in the in the state. I'm going to feel terrible if I missed a band. That would be embarrassing. There, there may be some down Cedar City. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Th- these are just... Northern Wasatch Front is what I'm familiar with. Yeah, well, it's where the majority of the but, population uh, in the state is, of course. So, makes sense. <laughs> yes. that's, where, that's where everything is that's focused. Very, very you, true. you look at a map of Utah, and then you yeah. realize that, like, okay, ninety percent of the population is in this little this little corridor right here. <laughs> well, yeah, got some got some open space. Is, yeah. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Well, cool. Um, well, Dan, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. And I, again, oh, the, in the show notes is the connection to the Facebook group. So anybody interested, hop over there. It's a really cool group. It's really fun to, to see the requests that go in and stuff. And the system, I think, is very useful. I, I after seeing it, well, both seeing Thank it you. personified by, you know, exa- exemplified by you and also reading uh, Stephanie's book, I've started highlighting our band set of tunes for myself to try to learn it uh, more quickly to memorize it more quickly. And I think there's a lot of merit to this method. So that's just me giving it a plug. Thank you. I can't, I I can't say that I invented it because it was, it existed before. I think the thing that I did that innovated it and it's a small thing was getting it into the electronic age of being able to, instead of it being, you know, Sharpies and highlighter right, yeah. marking up paper sheet is being able to get it done. So there's a PDF of it so that you can print it out and it's there. You don't have to do anything. To, it's already there. Yeah. That's, that's the only thing that I could say is an innovation on my part. And I also will credit, uh, Kurt Potter mm-hmm. of, uh, assembly is being a huge contributor i never would have gotten where i am now if it wasn't for his contribution and and he's just absolutely fantastic and his software is okay i'm biased i'll admit oh yeah but i'm familiar with you it's excellent yeah pipes and and it is excellent and he keeps on improving it i mean the fact that he's been able to add in uh playing multiple pipes so you can do parts and being able to do the drums 
and all that. It's it's an amazing software, and I highly recommend it. Yeah, yeah, and it is that. Cool. Yeah, I, McNuby's flat out would not be what it is now if it wasn't for his contribution. Yeah, sustaining the kind of growth that you've seen so. in the group probably wouldn't have been possible. Oh no! Or you'd have a much longer Being backlog of requests. <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely true. Um, and I, it is funny because I, it is harder with the requests that are being made. It is harder to find uh, BWW files or even sheet music that can be transposed because people will ask for tunes um, that are flat out, like I've had requests for Beatles tunes and Elvis Presley tunes and stuff. And some of them, yeah, it's easy to do. Um, others, it's like, I give up after trying it for an hour or more because it's like, this is not going to come together well. Yeah. Um, but fortunately, I've gotten to the point where I'm familiar enough with it to be able to recognize that and not put any more effort into it. Right, you don't burn, a bunch of, don't burn a bunch of...